What's up, everybody? This is Jeffrey Lofton, otherwise known as Who Is That Again? And I want to welcome you to the Baroque Millennial Podcast. Let's go. The Broke Millennial Podcast is a podcast for the real ones. You know, those of us hammering away at jobs, trying to keep up with our bills, and really learn how to live within our means. We're out here doing the best we can, and we're ready to identify, define, and pursue our own paths for success. And so today, our first topic we're going to discuss is this. I don't want to die doing this job. The job search is a tiring process. It's easy to feel like you don't have any options once you finally made it through a grueling interview process and background check and started your new job. If you're anything like me, the job search pushed you and tried you in ways that you had never been tried before. It made you question every decision whether it be educational, vocational, or even personal. Should have went to this school. Should have pursued this major. Should have taken this class in high school. And if you're not careful, this process can bring on regret and despair. However, you persevered. You were able to land a job that met your needs, and now here you are some years later wondering, is this it? You've done well. People appreciate you, but you can't help but fight this feeling that this can't possibly be it for me. Part of the reason that I started this podcast is to let you know that you have options. Regardless of any mistakes or regrets that you may have, you still have options. The question then becomes, well, what are those options? Well, the first step to answering that question is doing a personal assessment. Determining, what am I good at? Have you ever asked yourself that question? What am I good at? What do I do well? I want to challenge you to ask yourself that question this way. If you've already, you know, kind of defined that. Ask yourself this. What do I do so well? that I would never really consider asking anyone else to do it for me. This personal assessment can help guide you in your efforts to find fulfillment in your work. Now, before y'all, you know, go ahead and click off and say, okay, here he go, you know, another one of these doggone self-help, you know, you got it, you don't have to do nothing, you know, podcast. I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to be 100% with you. This is a process. You're you going to have to grind it out for a little bit and probably some uncomfortable spaces. But grinding it out in an uncomfortable space, I mean, you got to think, it's a lot more bearable when you understand that this ain't it. It's just one small step to help me reach my goals and find purpose and fulfillment in my work. So do me a favor. 
when you go to work today, hold your head up, smile and be pleasant, say good morning. Why don't you, you know, bring bring the donuts, you know, act like you're happy to be there. Because guess what? You are not going to die doing this job. Today, we have a conversation with one of my friends and classmates that we actually were in all of grade school. From kindergarten to 12th grade, we went to every school together. I even remember in the seventh grade, we even quit football and stuck with band at the same time. That's another story for another day. But here's what I like to call a hometown hero. He still lives in my hometown of Crestview, Florida, and has an amazing story on his path to entrepreneurship and the things he's learned along the way. So I'm excited to introduce to you my friend, Christian Worth. All right, man. Well, welcome to the Black Millennial, Black Millennial, Broke Millennial podcast. I'm a Black Millennial, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Black Millennial, but I'm, I'm I'm broke, too. So we talking about the Broke Millennial today. And we got Christian Worth here. Uh, man, I've known you. Yeah, you see, we've known each other for 23 years-ish now. <laughs> yep, pre-K, man. It's been a yep. long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long time. So, look, what I want you to do, if you would, just go ahead, introduce yourself, and, uh, yeah, and let's let's kind of kick kick off the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so like, like Jeffrey said, my name is Christian Worth. I am uh, – a newly vetted father just had a little uh, baby four months ago. Um, I am a husband. It's weird describing yourself. It always feels weird. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, for for a living, I am a software engineer. I started a company about seven years ago called Beast Code. So I'm one of the uh, principal engineers up there. Um, that's that's about it. Man, amazing. <laughs> amazing man so first of all congratulations on the wife and the family man i know that that is a lot of tra- a lot Thank of you. time and transition there but man the congratulations oh, yeah. on that so look Thank you. you know we talked before but tell tell us a little bit more you know kind of about your story how you kind of got into business what what kind of led to that and what what do y'all do that that's really cool too <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. We, we can talk about some of it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so um, the company is called Beast Code. We are a, uh, a software engineering company, a modeling and simulation company. So um, basically the genesis of it was, you know, I was going to um, UWF for college. You know, like we talked about, that was kind of the doctrine. You, you go through the normal progression of... Yep school, go to college, get the career. So um, I'm in college. I'm trying to figure out, you know, how do I how do I transition from college to the career? So I ended up getting an internship at a uh, um, defense company who was doing um, some different modeling and simulation things for the Air Force. So I got in with them, started working. Uh, I worked probably three months as an intern while going to UWF. Um, I learned more in the first probably like three months that first internship than I did three and a half years of college. So at that point, I decided, you know, 
to start weighing my options. So yeah. um, I had a group of about seven dudes total, including myself at the old company. And we, uh, we were running into issues with the, the company we were working for. You know, it was hard to get, uh, we couldn't get a Keurig in the office because of the whole like rules they had. We couldn't get a Wi-Fi extender. We're back in this hallway, like getting one bar and like, it was just hard for us to do our job. So, you know, we, we kind of sat around and said, we could, we could do this better. You know, we don't, mm. we don't have to have this, this, you know, monolithic company that's super slow, you know, bridling us this whole time. Let's just do it ourselves. So mm. at that point we broke off, um, started beast code. I dropped out of college at that point and, you know, we started with seven dudes. We're up to, uh, we just hired our 135th employee today. So wow. we're steadily growing every year. Yeah, we, we doubled in size and doubled in revenue. So we started with wow. like, you know, seven, like I said, seven dudes, we were making like maybe 500 K for the full year for all of us. And then, you know, today we're, we're, you know, tens of millions of dollars in revenue. So it's a, it's a different wow. story. Yeah, man. We're pretty fortunate. We put in the work, though, but we were pretty fortunate. Yeah. So how did you, I guess, kind of manage, you know, some of the, I would say some of the the anxiety, the trepidation uh, that came with like, okay, we're going to take this risk and it's worth it. Like, what point did you just say, okay, the steadiness of of having, you know, a job or whatever, you know, Tell me about that process, the the risk. Like when you said this is worth the risk. Tell me about that process. So I, I think, um, you know, I, I think we, uh, th- there's a certain amount of um, just faith in the whole like jumping, taking the risk. Yeah. Like you have to know, you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your team. You have to understand that you have the right people for the job. So mm-hmm. I, I think we, we had the risk, but we were we were confident that we could do it better. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was a tough process, and still to this day, you know, owning a business is not a once you get it up and running, you're Gucci, right? Like you, right. you think daily. Like I think about okay, you know, I've got to do my job so all 135 people get a check at the end of the week. Obviously, it's not like that, but you know, mm-hmm. as you know, there's there's always risk. There's always you know, potential for failure, but there's always, you know, the, you know, exponential, exponential potential for growth and success. So it's weighing that. Um, It's hard, but I mean, we, just like you do with any decision, we sat down and we did a pros and cons list, right? Like pros of starting our own company. We don't have to, you know, we can buy our own coffee maker. We could do, you know, all these issues we had no longer cons, right? They were all pros, but um, you know, you, you have to start really doing your research. You have to understand that, you know, we, we started the company. We didn't know about like workman's comp or like 401k. Yeah. Like what you're not thinking about that. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to be writing software and it'll be, it'll be good. But you know, we, we get probably six months to a year into our uh, starting our company and we get a cease and desist order from the government saying, yo, someone else has your name. Turned out we had the name first, so it was all good. But it's yeah. just like things you think of. You're, you're never going to be prepared there's no amount of calculation you could do on risk to say, I, I got everything. Like you have to, yeah. you know, daily, you got to roll with everything. You got to be prepared and you, you know, you just got to find people you trust, find, yeah. you know, find your weaknesses and build that up. So, yeah. you know, we didn't know how to do payroll. So we hired someone who was, you know, knew how to do payroll. You know, that's yeah. just, that's just, it is. man, that's amazing. And so 
you know, you mentioned kind of like talking about the uh, cease and desist order. Tell me like some more kind of like growing pains maybe that you guys had because it's seven people. That was probably seven dif- different personalities, maybe seven 100%. different ideas of how things should go. So how did you guys kind of navigate, you know, because that that's a lot of of owners that have, you know, a pretty large say uh, in kind of how things go. So how did you guys kind of manage that? Um. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's always the conversation of like, what hat do you want to wear when starting a company? I mean, there's always the, you know, the, the marketing visual guy, there's the CEO who's leading the charge. There's all these different hats. And um, that was really important for us starting the company of like, who's going to be the point man, who's going to be, you know, the most least emotional, most level-headed person who can, who can do the CEO role of like having to deal with the finances, having to deal with the, you know, growth trajectory in the beginning. So it was a bit of a democracy in the beginning. I mean, our, our um, current CEO, Matt Zimmerman, he was the lead at our old job. And it was just a clear, like, this guy is level. Like, he he's, you know, he, he always tells me, like, the only way to deal with things, like, don't get too excited and don't get too upset. So, like, you got to stay even keeled so you can make those decisions that are going to, you know, affect the team. So, it was clear cut, you know, he's the CEO. He's going to make the yeah. decisions to keep, keep us going, keep us moving forward. But... You know, it was, it's tough. You got to understand your strengths and you got to be brutally honest with yourself and with your team, right? Like, and when we first started, I was like, you know, I'm really good with databases and front end, like visual things. I'm really good with that. But I'm like, I want to be really good with back end algorithm stuff because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where I think the smartest people are, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) In the beginning, I'm lying to myself. I'm like, I could do this stuff really well. I could do this stuff well. And it wasn't until I was like, look, guys, like this is where I need to be over here and really started focusing myself in that direction that I started succeeding and doing well. And we we had to do that with with everyone on the team. You know, we had to put our own like pride and biases aside and say, like, we have a void here. I'm really good at that. I'm going to fill this and really just like just move forward that way. As it relates to professional and personal development, what are some things that you're kind of doing to for your um, professional and even your personal, you know, development. Um, some some people term it like edification, like just kind of you know, kind of keep yourself like open minded or to kind of keep progressing um, in the career and things like that. What are some of those things that you're kind of doing to kind of help yourself um, in that way? Yeah, man, that's that's a great question. Um, I think a lot of uh, a lot of what I do to, for growth comes with, you know, discomfort, right? So trying mm. new things, putting myself on, from from a professional perspective, putting myself in, uh, you know, new projects, new positions, um, new customers. I, I always want to be in front of different people to understand, you know, their perspective, um, you know, specifically with, uh, we just had customers in town yesterday for a big demo and they were, you know, 10 people that I knew and probably about 15 people that I had never met yet. So, wow. you know, it's, it's important for me to, uh, you know, get to know these people, even if, you know, long ago I was a, a shy little boy, you know, <laughs> didn't want to talk to people, didn't want to get up and, you know, be on stage or whatever, but you know, um, there's a lot of growth and discomfort. So putting yourself in those positions that you, you know, might not be confident in and just trying it right. That, that always yeah. helped 
that's continued to help me grow um, professionally. Um, I, you know, I've got a lot of great mentors, both inside of Beast Code and outside of Beast Code. So talking to people in industry, talking to people, you know, outside of industry, people who have nothing to do with software engineering usually have yeah. the best perspective. You know, how do you manage people? You know, software mm -hmm. engineers are inherently not uh, social people, right? So we're, we're usually the nerds sitting behind desks. Like, you're not going to expect us to have good social skills. So, you know, talking with everyone in general to just understand those interactions, those perspectives is, is always super helpful. Um, yeah. on, on a personal level, you know, it's always, you know, I, I attribute a lot of my um, personal growth to my wife. Like she's done the same thing. She's put me in a lot of uncomfortable positions where I'm, I'm having to grow. Right. You know, yeah. um, asking me the questions that are, you know, challenging my biases and challenging my upbringing wow. of like, Hey, why do you, why do you think this way? And, you know, mm. I've never been asked so poignantly, like this right here, you do this. Why do you do this? And I'm like, that's how everyone does it. Why, you know, and she's like, do you like doing it that way? I'm like, huh, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. So, you know, yeah. a lot of introspection is, uh, is good. Uh, it's not something we were really taught as, you know, growing up in mm -hmm. little Crestview, we weren't taught of like, you should think about your thoughts. That's what makes us, you know, wow. that's what makes us yeah. human. That, that's what makes us grow. That's what, you know, separates us from um, other, other species of, you know, we can think about how we feel about things and change, change what we do moving forward. You know, if, if we evaluate mm -hmm. that. So, Absolutely. Um, well, out there. Yeah, man. I, you know, that, that's actually been something, a major shift I know I've made um, since graduating high school, um, even it's really since graduating college is taking inventory of my thoughts and my thought patterns and why I do things certain ways. And, you know, why I, you know, when I have like little feelings like, oh, like even feelings of jealousy or like, you know, stuff like that. Why do you feel that way? Well, you know, like, you know, yep. kind of yep. having to work through that. And, you know, yeah. And that's not something I just in general, I don't think um, I, I see it a lot with parenting. Now, I actually was thinking about my cousin's wife, um, her son, uh, their son, he slipped and fell and then he ran inside the house. And like just sat on the couch and completely <laughs> unemotional. And she was like, Are you okay? And he, he was like, Yeah, I'm fine. And she said, Well, it's okay to cry. And he was like, he was like, I'm good. And so, you know, but she like covered him in like a cover. She was like, if you want to cry, go ahead and cry. Because, you know, she she wanted him to understand that it's okay to like pain is real you know <laughs> like yep. failure yep. you know falling down so um so just the hearing you kind of talk about you know how that is really kind of a, a, a piece of your has been a, a piece of your development over the years man is amazing um and so you know you kind of did bring up the point about about manage uh, about managing people um and so you know you know, if you want to give maybe a, a specific example or just maybe just what's a, a big a challenge that you've kind of faced as a manager, as, as stepping into the role from the technician to the manager? How, how is that kind of what, what's been some challenges, perhaps, that you've kind of had to face? You don't have to be specific, but 
Yeah. So, I mean, um, this specifically might be unique to my case, but you know, as we, when we started the company, it was seven dudes. You know, I was an intern when we started the company and some of the other guys were, you know, already software engineer twos and threes and like management level at our old job. Mm-hmm. So you know, they're starting at a higher level, you know, culturally when we start this company and I'm an intern. So like right. I'm the lowest guy on the, on the totem pole. And so um, I think a lot of it was like, it's understanding that when you get promoted to this position, it's because, uh, or to a different position, a higher position, it's because someone understands your value and understands the impact you're going to make in that position. So mm-hmm. being able to, being able to accept that yourself was probably the hardest part for me of like, wow. I don't, don't want to try and tell someone what to do because like they're smarter than me or like they, they yeah. may know more. So, you know, my, my uh, tradition through the career was I started as an intern, went to SE Software Engineer 1, 2, and then from Software Engineer 2, I went to Director of Engineering. So mm. I went from being like the lowest to, you know, the, the highest level, you know, helping all of the engineers grow, helping our team grow, you know, getting new business, doing business development. So I went through the whole path of trying to understand growth and, and how I can best fit the company and, and help us grow. Um, and since then, you know, I, I got as high as I could and said, you know what, I'm, I need to take a step back to focus on my family and life. Cause you know, mm. you, you gotta put in, you gotta put in a lot of work to, to, you know, to do all those positions, but management specifically is, um, it's a different kind of stress. So like mm. you're an engineer, you're focusing on technicals, but when you go to management, you're focusing on personnel and you're focusing on helping others grow. So you don't get the same reward, right? There's a wow. there's a completely different reward system and understanding that you're not going for your own personal growth at that point. You're you're leading your team to their own growth. So wow. y- your focus really shifts from like, how do I get better and like how do I make more money to like how do I help this person grow? How do I foster, mm. you know, new education for these people or new experiences for these people? You know, yeah, I don't man. want this person to get burned out. They've worked for here for like three years. How do I help them get new stuff? You know? Wow. And that's, it's a lot of different, a lot of different things to unpack there. But, um, you know, same thing as earlier, discomfort, put yourself in those yeah. positions and, you know, figure out how you can, how you can adapt to your situation to, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, and something that I heard, I heard a couple of things. So, and I had to be taught this too, the imposter syndrome, where it's kind of feeling like, yeah, I shouldn't be here. And so <laughs> it's like, I know this is too big a role for me. I'm not yep. supposed to be doing this. And having to really kind of, you know, just kind of get to the point where you're like, no, you've worked for this. You've earned yep. this. You have you have done everything you needed to do up to this point. And even if it feels like you haven't, somebody somewhere saw something in you that said, you know what? You have the intangibles. So, you know, even if even if it's maybe not as much experience or years in it, you got the intangibles, you got the tools to be able to do it well. Um, and so, you know, that's 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 you know, that's something, yeah. You know, we all kind of, I think, have to come to grips with. Um, so, of course, um, I probably didn't mention this earlier. I'll probably mention it um, a bit as we go along in the podcast. But I am. We are from Crestview, Florida. Okay. Crestview, <laughs> Florida. If you're on your way to Destin. Yes, sir. 
if you are <laughs> on your way to Destin or even sometimes Pensacola or Panama City, you will pass through Crestview. All right. And so that's where we're from. We, you know, we went to every school together, I think. Uh, every school. Bob Sykes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Bob Sykes, Davidson, and then Crestview. Then we all left, um, you know, left college. So, I don't, so this kind of what I want to uh, what I want to uh, talk about here was because I'm going to be honest with you, Christian. I kind of see you like a hometown hero a little bit. Maybe people don't. <laughs> Maybe people don't recognize it, but I like I'm like, bro, that's a hometown hero. And people don't people might not know. So like, <laughs> you know, kind of, you know, talk to me about like um the community. Um, are there any things that y'all kind of doing in the community? And um what do you see happening in Crestview? And you know, tell me if somebody's <laughs> trying to figure something out. Tell tell, tell yeah. them why Crestview. <laughs> I'm feeling a case of imposter syndrome right now. I, I can't accept that. I'm down here. But no, I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I love this town. You know, I, you know, it's, it's got its own issues. It's got its own things. You know, everyone wants to leave their hometown and move to a different city. But, you know, we, I, I traveled nonstop for work. You know, I spent, you know, seven out of 12 months away from the house for, wow. you know, six years traveling so I could, you know, grow this company. And, you know, everywhere I went, I saw a lot of great things. I saw, you know, San Diego, the weather's beautiful. The food's great. You know, New York, we went there, we went to DC, like all over the place. And you find a lot of good things in a lot of different cities. But uh, what I find my, found myself wanting is to just chill, like, mm. you know, be, be where you want to be near family, where you can do things and then foster growth in that community. Right. So, if you if you want different things from these big cities then see what you can do to make a difference. So, yeah. like Jessica and I, we, we've been going to, you know, city council meetings for the last several years. You know, we want to know local legislations that's going to affect us. We, we don't get involved with big politics, but if there's local, you know, votes or amendment amendments that are going to happen, like we want to know about it. We want to see what we can do to, you know, influence things, being on wow. you know, city advisory councils to help the city, you know, get perspective from our generation, you know, understanding what, you know, how do you attract people in the, you know, 20 to 30 range that, you know, how do you get things that attract people to this area and, you know, getting that input. So you can, you know, you can leave, leave oh, hometown all you want. Oh, you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There I'm go. here. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, our, our big intention was to, you know, Put our put our focus where we can help the city, where we can help our, you know, our kids. You know, I, I loved growing up in our area. You know, mm -hmm. there wasn't anything crazy in our wow. area, really. So it, yeah, it's a nice man. neutral area. So you can, you know, I, I want the best environment for for Waverly when she's growing up. So yeah. what can I do to help? That? You know, can I help, you know, invest in different companies? Can I start other companies? Can I help, wow. you know? bring whatever. And, and I don't want to accept that I'm any kind of influential on the area, but you know, that's what I want to do is help, help the, you know, we, we went to several different city council meetings where, you know, we're, we're voting on things that should have been, should have been a thing like 30 years ago. Yeah. And it's just like trying to help educate the city council and educate people around us of, you know, modern technology of, you know, different things. So 
I'm yeah. I'm really excited for Crestview's growth. We got you know new restaurants popping up. We've got a yeah. food truck area. We've got you know new businesses left and right. We got a Crestview Commons coming, so we'll have shopping. Um, you know, big sports complex. We got a skate park that just popped up. Like yeah. we've got we've got a team. You know, I think two years ago we we changed the um, city government. Um, status. So we now have a city manager instead of just having a council that, you know, we would have to have, I think, three separate city council meetings that were each two weeks apart in which a, an ordinance had to get approved and reread at every single one of them. So it took six oh weeks God. to make a decision, right? Yeah. So it's no wonder things take a while to, to, to change and to grow in these cities because, you know, they're there's not a lot of understanding that it takes a long time to, you know, do these changes. And so yeah. we elected a city manager. We have one, you know, one point of contact for the growth of the city and wow. Tim Bulldog, he's been doing an amazing job with the city. He, you know, interacts with people on a personal level and gets feedback and, and implements it. So I would wow. say a lot of our, a lot of our city growth has to do with, you know, changing the government. He's shaking things yeah. up. He's, he's treating the city like a startup and it's been great yeah. he's saying like, Hey, I know you're in this department, but you'd be great way over here doing other things. So he's moving people around, you know, starting new departments mm. and, and doing a lot of really great things for the city. So, and yeah. their social media games up and like up quite a bit. Like they've been having really? videos. They have a mayor chat. So our, our mayor, uh, JB Witten, he's like always talking like weekly. Look, you know, <laughs> let me tell you, I wanted, that was one of my passion points as well. It's just like, what can you do that'll attract people that are gonna stay in the area, right? Cause right now it's just the military, you know, it's a lot of military. Um, and so people are, you know, they're coming in, but they're not really staying. Um, and so man, to hear kind of kind of your involvement civically, uh, you know, it's it it it's inspiring. It's inspiring because that's where the difference is really made. Um, and so I think, man, y'all are. You're killing the game. Uh, <laughs> you're big game as well. Uh, you're killing the game, man. Um, oh, man. And I'm just, I'm, I'm super proud of you and proud to know you. Um, and you know, definitely, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing to, you know, like I say, I've been, I, the reason I reached out to you is because I was like, well, I know Christian is doing some big things. I've seen you on Instagram <laughs> and LinkedIn and all of that stuff. So I was like, let me, let me, let me get this man on again because he's a hometown hero, and so I want to make sure that he knows, you know, that I, that you know, his path is one that you know. I think it's going to inspire, inspire some other folks who are kind of in the same boat, who are in school, maybe got an opportunity for an internship and they're like, oh, should I really take this leap? Uh -huh. This should, this could help um, them with uh, making that decision. So, but yeah. look, here's my next question for you. This is the last one. How can people, you know, if people just want it, they want to see what kind of what's going on with Beast Code. They want to be able to kind of connect with you. What's the way they can do that? Well, well, so thanks for having me. I mean, like you said, we've been great friends, like all growing up. You know, we split up to go to college, but I feel like I'm talking to you, you know, 15 years ago. Like, it's, it's yeah. great to see. Uh, and I mean, so we we got all kinds of social media and we got all the, you know, 
Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever for, for beast code. Um, it's mm -hmm. B E A S T C O D E. Um, mm -hmm. so we got LinkedIn. We're, we're pretty active on all of those. We got a YouTube channel where we're posting a lot of videos about what we do. So we've got oh, awesome. you know, some, some intros, of what we do. We do some, uh, testimonials from different employees throughout, you know, the last couple of years. Um, so we've got some content up there. Um, me personally, I got, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff, LinkedIn. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always looking to expand my network. You know, I want to talk to new people. I want to be a mentor. I want to seek new mentors. Yes. So I'm always available to connect and talk to you in, you know, any of those aspects. And, you know, I welcome it. Um, if someone's thinking about doing something like this, I got a lot of advice. I got a lot of things to tell you not to do. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> We've, learned. Awesome. We've learned a lot, but yeah, yeah. I mean, well, look, hey, well, you listen, I'm going to encourage everybody. I'm going to encourage you. If that's you, you probably scrolling Instagram right now. Stop scrolling. If that's you, I want you to connect with Christian right now. And look, man, I like I said, I'm looking forward to continue to chart, you know, your path, seeing Waverly grow up. I'm looking forward yeah. to it all, man. And I definitely appreciate you taking this time uh, to to talk with talk with me. Of course. Anytime, man. Anytime. I look forward to talking with you again. How about that? <laughs> I'm sorry y'all had to hear me say wow and amazing, but I just love hearing about folks that are out here winning. It's amazing, man. There I go again. Sorry. There's so many takeaways from this interview, but really one of the big things I want to encourage y'all to do is really think about your local civic involvement. Y'all, the work is local and i'm talking to myself too because I, I i know they called me i got a call you know asking me to be involved and i'll be 100 with you i said no because i i said i ain't had time but that i mean that part spoke to me as well and it should speak to you too the work is local the changes you want to see in your community they handle locally so please get involved in your community don't just exist, live, thrive, and make an impact. Hey, listen, if ain't nobody else told you today, I want you to hear from me. I see you. I'm proud of you. I'm rooting for you. And you're doing just fine. Now, let's grow together. If this podcast provided value to you in any way, can y'all do me a favor? Share it. I'm trying to put as many people on this free game as possible. Y'all can also follow me on Instagram. That's at GWL. That's G-D-U-B-Y-A-E-L-L. -L. Or you can follow me on Twitter at just underscore Jeffrey. Or even add me on Facebook. Jeffrey Lofton. G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. L-O-F-T-E-N. And let me know what you thought about this session. Matter of fact. I might go live so we can talk about it together. What y'all think? Anyway, y'all be good. Breathe, smile, be great. We'll talk next week.